Welcome, 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 guys. We are here on another interview of the Marketing Your Podcast show, and we are here with Heather Osgood, who is hopefully to become a good friend, but at least she's been someone who I have been following very closely on LinkedIn, and she is a podcast advertising specialist expert. She has an agency that helps podcasts get sponsors to pay them for making a show. And I think it's really kind of this holy grail of podcasting that people get into and they see as the ultimate goal, I think. And I think it should be a goal and it should be something that to shoot for. But what I'd like for you to talk about is a lot of the realities of podcast advertising. And we'll talk about some of the do's and don'ts. But with all that being said, Heather, thank you so much for joining us today on the MYP show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to dive in. So talk to us a little bit about how you got into this space, because I was sharing that before we started recording that there's not a lot of people talking about what you're talking about. And so I'm I'm very curious how you got into it, what you guys do. And so just let's, let's start there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I started my career in actually radio ad sales. So I had been in ad sales for a long time. And then I started a trade show production company that I had for about 10 years. I sold that. And when I sold that company for the first time in my adult life, I didn't have like back to back crazy stuff to do. Right. And so I started listening to podcasts and the more I listened to podcasts, the more I found there were these great shows without advertisers. And truthfully, it kind of perplexed me because I thought that it was interesting that there was obviously a lot of interaction that was taking place. There were a lot of audience, you know, audiences that were being built, but yet they weren't being reached with ad messages, which seemed very strange. So I kind of dove into the industry and I found that the top 1% of podcasts were fine with advertisers, right? They had lots of them, but there was everybody else in the space. And my thinking was like, Hey, even if you're reaching a thousand people, you should be able to sell those ad impressions to those people you're reaching. So I founded true native media in January of 2016. It's been over five years now, which I find hard to believe. And we specialize in representing podcasts quite a bit bigger than I originally started with now, but we're still, I would say, in the mid sector of podcasts in terms of size that we represent. And one of the goals that we have is how do we get the message out to the marketing industry, to companies, to podcasters about why podcast advertising is so important and how they should get involved. And one of the cornerstone pieces of our organization is that host red endorsement ad. So having the host get a product, sample a product, and then really create an authentic organic ad read. And there's just a ton of opportunity out there. And as you said, not enough people really kind of uh, championing that message. Yeah. What's interesting is I got into podcasts and I don't remember how I started listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, which is interesting. Maybe it was just back in the early days, 2010, 2011, whatever that was. And I remember him reading these reads and having to fast forward through like eight minutes of him reading an ad. Right. And it was for me, it was kind of frustrating. But as a marketer, what I really started to realize is this guy was authentically ranting and he wasn't reading a script. He was genuinely sharing his perspective and his experience for eight minutes. And although me, I'm there, you know, skipping through it, there's obviously that ability to connect really deeply and really authentically in a way that I don't know that there's any other really medium out there that that allows you to kind of capture both that authenticity, but then also sell something right next to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And if you listen to Joe Rogan's podcast today, I'm sure you'll find the, the same experience. And obviously, am I someone to critique his show? No. 
but I do feel like he has a lot of ads at the beginning of his podcast, which really is kind of the worst place to put them. Because as you mentioned, it's so easy to fast forward through ads at the very beginning. That's why really having ads, what we would call in the mid roll position or in the middle of the content is going to really work a lot better for the advertiser because chances are, if you're listening to a podcast, you're already engaged in exercising or housework or, you know, commuting, whatever it is that you're doing, you're less likely to fast forward through those ads. But what you, what you also mentioned that is so important is that you already knew, liked and trusted Joe, right? And when you heard him read these ads, the way I look at it, Nobody. I can't tell you how many things I've bought because from him. You have. Okay. That's, yeah, yeah. that's a perfect <laughs> example, right? Like we all want products and services, right? We're all looking for things that we think are going to make our lives better. And if a friend came over to your house and they were like, Hey Hector, like you really have to get this water filtration system. It's going to be amazing. Like you might not even be looking for a water filtration system, but you would be like, Oh, well, gosh, if my friend says it's really cool, maybe I should think about it, right? You're going to take a pause. And that's what podcast advertising does is it's really just word of mouth advertising that is really just reaching a much bigger audience. Yeah. What, to, what would you say to someone who's new or naive to the podcasting world? I was, I think that a lot of, or the podcast advertising space, at least, I think a lot of people think that they're ready. Some people are, are not ready yet. And I think there's just a lot, there's not a lot of information out there about what it takes to get started or when someone is ready or when someone should start looking for sponsors or advertisers. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. And I would say that if there is one big misconception that podcasters have, it's that if I start a podcast, I will easily get advertisers for my show. Now, I do want to say that there certainly are different types of advertisers that you can get for your show. And if you sign up on a platform like Anchor, and it's a free platform, they're going to go ahead and put ads in your podcast and you may make a little bit of money, right? but it depends a ton on the size. And what has shocked me is that on a fairly regular basis, I will get podcasters who email me and say, Hey, I just started a show. We have 50 downloads. Can you sell ads for me? And the answer is absolutely not. Right. And the reason is that you have to look at advertising as a marketing vehicle for that advertiser. The reason that they're advertising with you is because they want to sell product. Now, if you have 50 listeners, it would probably serve them better to go to a crowded city corner and pass out $10 bills in exchange for someone purchasing their product, right? Or $100 bills even, right? Like they're not reaching enough people to move the needle. So as a podcaster, you have to realize that when you are just starting, it's going to take you a while before your show is big enough to be attractive to advertisers. Now, as I mentioned, there are two types of ads in this space. There are what I would refer to as a programmatic ad or a radio type ad, right? That we've heard where they're pre-recorded. They're not in the host voice. Those ads you can get potentially maybe easier, although they're still not super common in this space. You really would probably need to sign up on a platform like Anchor as a beginning podcast to get those types of ads. Now, if your show is much larger, you could sign up on a platform like Megaphone, you know, a hosting provider, both hosting providers, and they will sell ads that are pre-recorded and inserted into your podcast. But the bulk of the ads in the space right now, about 90% of the ads happening are those host-read endorsement ads. 
which means that you as the host have to record the ad, try the product, put it in your podcast, and you need to have a large enough audience for that to make sense. Now, there are a couple of ways for you to dissect your audience. If you have a comedy show, if you have a parenting show, if you have a business show, you are reaching by and large a fairly generic audience, right? Unless you have a business show about e-commerce businesses that sell intellectual property, right? Like then that all of a sudden becomes more attractive because you are really focusing in on a specific target audience. But if your content is broad-based, you're going to have to have a much larger audience before you start taking on advertisers. That's a really interesting point. We were talking to Justin Shank right before actually we hopped on this interview and someone who has a podcast. But what's interesting is the, let's just call them the entrepreneur on fireers or the people Mm -hmm. who kind of are in that vein. All of a sudden, that used to be a niche. But what you're saying is that having something like that where you're just targeting the bulk of an industry or an entire industry is not specific enough. Is that what you're saying? Or can you elaborate more on the need to really have a a specific or clear audience or niche or, or however you want to define that? Yeah, absolutely. So if selling advertisers is really important to you and you are looking to make money on your podcast through advertising, understanding your audience is very important because marketers want to reach specific people. And if you know who is listening to your podcast, then you can tell that company, Hey, I'm reaching these people for you. Now you can sell business shows. We represent several business shows that we can sell the heck out of, right? There are lots of advertisers interested. So if you've got a general business based podcast, you could sell that. We can sell that, right? But you're looking at needing 10,000 downloads per episode. Now, on the flip side, if I have maybe a podcast, we talked to a podcast the other day where the podcast was all about talking specifically to surgeons and they had a very focused audience, right? So if you're thinking, okay, surgeons are not super easy to reach, right? They're very specific, they're very educated, and It's not like you, like, of course, surgeons watch TV and go on Facebook and watch YouTube, right? You could say that. But if you took 100,000 people, what percentage of those people are going to be surgeons? It's going to be a small percentage, right? So if I'm a company and I'm trying to advertise to surgeons, I might pay $1,000 to reach 1,000 surgeons because those people are really hard to reach. But I'm not going to pay $1,000 to reach 1,000 people who may be in business. So it really depends. The more targeted your audience and your content, the quicker you can sell ads for higher dollar amounts, the broader your audience, the more it takes a sizable audience before it makes sense for you to sell advertising. Really great distinction. And I think a really great clarification for people who are maybe not at that 10,000 download mark, but they still may have an opportunity if they are specific enough or have an understanding of who their, their audience is. I saw a discussion that you were having one time about the programmatic and I don't know what they're calling it now, but it might even be the, the really the ability to replace those ads or have kind of like an on-demand you know, where they can interchange the ad, right? Where it doesn't have to be one static ad that's read. Maybe it's that, maybe it's something else. Is there any other things that you think people don't know about in the industry that could really help them 
to either monetize their show or to give them a, a better opportunity to you know, take advantage of some of these advertisers? Absolutely. And I would say the answer to that is your hosting provider. So, and just to clarify, cause sometimes when I talk to podcasters, they're not hundred percent sure like who that is. Cause I think what happens is you get started, you sign up with a hosting provider and then you maybe move on. But if you are signed up on Podbean or Buzzsprout or Anchor or Red Circle, or let's see, Libsyn, Blueberry, that's going to be your hosting provider. Right. And I believe your hosting provider is one of the most important decisions that you make as a podcaster if you're looking to monetize. And the reason is because all hosting providers are not created equal. So you have to really understand what your hosting provider can offer you. And you were were mentioning the idea of dynamic ad insertion. I believe as an industry that we are headed toward dynamic ad insertion and how dynamic ad insertion works is that you take your podcast and you put ad insertion points into your podcast. And this is for every episode. You might have a pre-roll that's at the very beginning. You might have a post-roll that's at at the very end. But then also, as I mentioned before, those mid-roll placements are very valuable. So you might indicate a few spots within the podcast where you would insert ads. And then what the computer does is they go through your entire catalog of episodes. Maybe you're somebody who has 50 episodes, 100, 500 episodes, right? You go through all of those episodes and then you insert ads into all of them for a specific time period. So we might say from May 1st through May 30th, anybody who listens to your podcast is going to get served an ad for ZipRecruiter. The value of this is that we're really selling on an impression basis and less on a download basis. And as a content creator, when you are selling just the listens to a specific episode, which is how podcast advertising has traditionally been, you're reaching just a fraction of the actual impressions that you could serve to a potential advertiser. And how we tie this back to your hosting provider is that not all hosting providers have the capability of doing this. And even some that do have the capability of doing this are doing it in a very rudimentary way that is truthfully not super functional. So I encourage podcasters to think about what their goal is. And if you believe that you want to monetize your podcast through advertising, you need to create a path to that. Now, the other thing that I always like to mention is ads aren't the only way for people to monetize podcasts. You might use it as a marketing vehicle for your business. You might sell your own products and services. You might use it as a lead generator, right? Because you have the opportunity to have conversations with people on your podcast that you couldn't normally get in the door with. So there are lots of different reasons why a person might create a podcast. But if your goal ultimately is to sell advertising on your show, my recommendation is to look at who your hosting provider is and plan to get there eventually. Now, when you start your show, you're still probably not going to have enough downloads, even if it's accumulative of all of your episodes. You know, like our podcast I was looking at the other day has 7,000 downloads. Yay, that's cool. 7,000. It's not enough to sell ads on, right? Like if, if I were to go and try to sell ads on that, that's not, it's not a big enough amount, right? And that's fine because that's not my goal with my podcast. My goal is to provide information, to provide it as a marketing stream. But if I knew that eventually I wanted to sell ads, how am I setting myself up 
with a good hosting provider that's going to grow with me and I'm not going to have to switch midstream because it's a big, big process to switch hosting providers. Yeah. It's a great point. And not something that I'm not sure I put enough thought into in hosting providers because I've used a few, a few of them. Do you have a recommended list? I'd imagine it could be a touchy subject for you, but do you have (laughs) a a recommended list of providers or a, a suggested one or what? What do you what do you say, at least publicly, when when people ask you about which ones to use? Depends a lot. So if you're already on Libsyn, you can upgrade to Libsyn Pro really easily. Super easy because they have the pro ver- the basic version and the pro version. Only upgrade to pro, in my opinion, if you're going to do dynamic insertion, though, because you can upgrade to pro. And I, I don't know what all their bells and whistles are, but I think you get more in-depth stats. But the price jump is fairly significant. Um, if you are maybe on a hosting provider that doesn't allow for dynamic ad insertion and you're looking to move toward that. Um, The best companies that I have found are Omni is really good. Art19 is really good. Megaphone is very good. Those are going to be the best for dynamic ad insertion. But they're also, I would consider them kind of enterprise level hosting providers. So really they are designed for people who are looking to make a lot of money in this space. So you're going to, there's going to be a price tag associated with that. I know that Buzzsprout just came out with dynamic insertion. I know Podbean does it. I know Captivate is a great choice and they're working on a dynamic ad insertion capability. Simplecast is working on the capability. So there, a lot of them are in the works. Um, Spreaker also, we don't work with a lot of shows on Spreaker, but I know Spreaker does do dynamic ad insertion. So there can be some good options out there. It's getting clear on what your goals are. And if you're willing to pay more, I would suggest that you go down that path. That's great. I love all those suggestions. That's a fantastic and helpful list. And I think that gets us to the next topic, which I wanted to talk about, which is the the state of what you feel is the industry. I've, we interviewed Rob Greenley the other week, who's been in podcasting since 2004. You know, we had a couple of our guests in the late 2000s. But for you, being in someone who's really on the cutting edge of a lot of these things, what are you excited most about when it comes to the industry? Or what are you noticing or most engaged with when it comes to the rest of the, the podcast industry as a whole? What I'm most excited about is becoming more mainstream. So obviously podcasts have been around since 2004. They're not new, but we are starting to get a lot of recognition from outside of the podcast space. And I think what's so fascinating to me, a couple of weeks ago, I met a gal in her mid thirties and she asked me what I did. I told her, you know, I had a podcast advertising agency. She's like, yeah, you know, I, I really don't know what podcasts are. And I just laughed because I was like, oh my gosh, like, how is it possible that this woman in her mid thirties doesn't understand podcasting? Right. But she's just one of many. And I kind of think podcasts almost can be in that bucket of like, everybody knows what they are, but like a lot of people are like, I don't really get it, but I don't want to admit that I don't get it. Cause I'm going to look silly. Right. Like <laughs> what exactly are podcasts? So I feel like there is still like work that needs to be done with people just understanding podcasts. So first, I think that that's important. But what I'm excited about is that we're starting to break in to the markets of being more mainstream. And for me, it's all around the marketing, right? So how are marketers perceiving podcasts and their value when it comes to advertising? 
And what I have seen in terms of growth hands down is how many companies are interested in podcast advertising. It has accelerated greatly. And so, of course, that excites me a ton. I also mentioned dynamic ad insertion. I believe wholeheartedly the industry is headed that way, period, right? Um, When we're looking at getting distribution out there, we need to be providing ad impressions that you can get an ad impression in front of every listen, not just some of them. So that really excites me. And then I do think, and this is certainly a debated topic, but I, I think when we look at the acquisitions that are happening in this space, that excites me as well, because I think What it means is that we're a very growing and thriving industry and that more money is going to be spent in the industry because there are bigger companies that are taking notice. Yeah, it's absolutely a fun time. I was talking to Mark Asquith, who is the founder of Captivate, and he said, we're not in a renaissance. He got really firm about it. But I think that there is a lot of innovation happening. And it's something that naturally is is a great thing for your business. And people are are starting to take note. So um, that's fantastic. Yeah. And I don't know if I would say that we were in a renaissance either necessarily. Because I don't know that that's such a tough one, though, because I just think we've become so much more mainstream. I mean, when you look at and I know this can be debated, too, but the beginning of 2020, there were less than a million podcasts. And now here we are just over a year from that point, And there are two million. So it's like how many people are creating podcasts? And even if it's somebody going on Anchor and creating one or two episodes, people are obviously creating them, right? So people are creating them. The advertising industry is paying closer attention. The tech industry is paying closer attention. Money is being spent in this space. I mean, we're definitely growing and thriving. Yeah. You have a you have a course for people who aren't quite ready for your representation, but want to learn how to do it themselves. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that in a, in a bit. But are there any other do's or don'ts? Or you talked about setting yourself up to one day, you know, or eventually be able to monetize in that way. Are there any other things or words of caution or advice that people, maybe they're ready to take your course or maybe they're in the stages kind of prepping or before that? Are there any other things that people could be doing now to put them in a position to take more advantage of those opportunities later? I always recommend that you approach your podcast with the idea of formatting it for advertisers. I think we've all had those experiences where we're listening to a show and then all of a sudden it's like, a commercial break. Like, where did this come from? They were like, it felt like they were mid-sentence almost, right? So my recommendation is that if you think you're going to want advertisers, spend more time on the production of your show and think about the ebbs and flows of the show, right? So do you have a nice opener? Can you greet your guests and then move into a nice ad break? Do you have segments within your show that you could do one segment and then take an ad break and do another segment? So is there intentionality in your show to make space for advertisers? So I think that's important just from a listening perspective, right? The other recommendation that I have is that you start with affiliate ads. So Affiliate advertising essentially is you partnering with companies that give you a percentage of a sale that takes place, right? So you could sign up as an Audible affiliate and then every time you sell an ad for Audible, you get a kickback. And what it does is it allows you to practice creating good ad reads, right? So you've got this experience. It also gives you the ability to see how responsive your audience really is. You know, is your audience buying the things that you present to them? 
And maybe what kinds of products do you find they buy more, right? So you could play around. You could test what happens when I run an ad for Audible, what happens when I run an ad for BetterHelp, right? Like you could sign up for affiliate programs with both of them. And so then you can tell. And then ultimately what it does is it gives you direct feedback on how you can help a brand, which allows you to create a message when you're going to advertisers. Like, hey, we've run ads for Audible and BetterHelp. And in general, we see a 5% conversion rate or whatever, right? Like it gives you the ability to create a story because you see in black and white what's actually happening, which unfortunately a lot of advertisers won't tell you. Like they won't say, like if you're running a paid ad, they're not usually going to come back and say, oh, this was great, Hector. Like we sold a hundred of this item. They'll just be like, eh, it worked or, oh, it didn't, right? So that's the nice thing about affiliate ads. So I would say, as I mentioned, looking at the ebbs and flows and formatting of your show, starting with affiliate ads. And then I already mentioned this, but I can't say it enough. Understand your listener, understand your audience, because if you get really clear on who's listening to your show, then it'll help you target advertisers. So starting with those things in mind, I think is a really good place if you're looking to do host red ads. That's fantastic points. Selfishly, I appreciate those those tips. Just fantastic. Heather, you mentioned that there is a course. It's called Podcast Moneymaker Course. I love it. Can you talk a little about that, where people can find it and maybe what it, um, what it co- you know, covers and goes through? Yeah, absolutely. So the company that I founded, True Native Media, as you mentioned, we're a representation firm, but we do work with shows that have over 10,000 downloads per episode in a 30-day period. And we found that a lot of shows that were reaching out to us didn't have that. And really, I just felt bad, right? Because I kept saying, no, 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 no. Like we can't represent you, can't represent you. And so I thought, well, what if I do this? What if I put together a course and I show the podcast host how they can go out and they can personally monetize their show. And so that's why we created the podcast moneymaker course. And the concept behind that is that you as the host have the ability to, we walk you step-by-step through finding out who your listener is, creating a media kit, creating a contract, how to approach advertisers, how to find advertisers and like close deals. So it's a six module course and we walk you through that process. So if you are somebody where you're like, gosh, you know, and and I would say if you have about 500 to a thousand downloads per episode, you could start pitching yourself personally. If you are looking to partner with an outside company, you're going to have to have a much larger audience. And partly it's because we only get a percentage, right? The host gets the bulk of it. And if you come to me and say, oh, hey, Heather, I'm going to pay you $10 to sell this ad for me. It's just not going to work, right? It just doesn't pay the bills. So, but you could go and sell an ad for yourself for $100 and be like, cha-ching, that's great. Like I just made a hundred bucks. I covered my hosting fees or whatever. So in this course, you can personally learn how to approach advertisers and monetize your show. I love it. Heather, this is, this is so great. I, hopefully you'll bless us with uh, another round, another, you know, come back and do a round two when things have progressed and the podcast game is changing so quickly. So I'm sure there'll be something else that we could talk about in a little bit. Uh, where can they follow you or link up with you? Is there, you mentioned there's the show that they could go listen to. Is there anywhere else that they could stay connected with you? Yeah, absolutely. So go to heatherosgood.com and actually we have a growth guide. So if you're looking to grow your audience, you can go to heatherosgood.com up in the right-hand corner. You can download our audience growth guide and that's where you can find all of the information for the course. 
our podcast is called the Podcast Advertising Playbook. So it talks all about podcast advertising in the space. And then I'm, I would say I'm most active on LinkedIn. So if you head on over to LinkedIn, try to create a lot of good content over there. Yes, always great posts and live streams and stuff to engage with there. Guys, we thank you for sticking with us. Hopefully this was as valuable for you as it was for me and that you guys can take some of this and go out there and get started with your your monetization journey. Go and subscribe, listen to her show, The Podcast Advertising Playbook. Great naming. She must have a background in marketing or branding or something. And uh, make sure you hit the like and subscribe here with us. And we will see you on the next episode of The Marketing Your Podcast Show. Thanks for listening to the MYP show. We know that there are a ton of podcasts that you could be listening to, and we are grateful that you chose some time to spend with us today. If you're not connected with me on LinkedIn, just search for me, Hector Santi Esteban. Make sure you're subscribed to the show, and we'd always love for you to leave a comment or rating so that other people can find it as well. We hope you're having an amazing day, that you're safe and thriving, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the MYP show.